Welcome to Can I Offer You Some Feedback? My name is Sara, and this is the podcast for those who have a complicated relationship with feedback and are looking to hear from real people across industries and levels with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. Before we dive in, I'd like to introduce our guest for the podcast today, Goran. He's a Senior Director of Workforce Development. Welcome to the conversation today. Thank you, Sara. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's kick things off with the main question of the podcast. When I say the phrase, can I offer you some feedback? What is your gut reaction when you hear that? My gut reaction is, okay, here we go. It goes defensive. It goes defensive. And I think that's human. Absolutely. Most people I actually talk to do have that gut reaction, go into kind of defense mode and uh, get ready for whatever's coming next. With that kind of mindset, I'm curious, do you prefer to be the giver or the receiver of feedback? You know, that's a great question. I think, Sara, first we have to position ourselves to receive feedback. So it's really the attitude that you come into the conversation with. I love to be the giver, right? If you're the giver, you're able to give voice to wisdom. But if you're the receiver of feedback, then there's an opportunity to learn, all right? And who wants to be a know-it-all? So you have to give and take in every conversation. But that's a great question. And I appreciate that you're sharing, you know, but there's both the preparation aspect of if I'm going to give, I better be ready to give, you know, wholeheartedly with that person in mind. But on the receiving end, I love it. You know, no one does like a know-it-all, even though it sometimes feels good to have a lot of the answers. But then we're not being curious. We're not having questions about it and to see what don't I know and what could this person share with me that maybe I, I don't have a perspective on yet. When you're thinking about meaningful feedback, what are some of the components maybe that come up when you think of meaningful feedback? The first thing that comes to mind, Sara, is feedback that's relevant. That is feedback that you can apply. Knowledge, wisdom that's relevant to you, and you can apply it. If you couldn't apply it, it wouldn't be relevant. (laughs) Why are you listening? It's in your interest. So that's the first thing that really comes to mind with meaningful feedback, if it's relevant, and can you apply it? And I think that that relevancy, you know, some folks don't take the time to think about why does it matter, right? Why do I need to give you this feedback? Am I giving it to you just because it's not my preference or will it really make an impact for you? Will it really make a difference? And so I love that you're highlighting that relevancy as, as a key characteristic of that meaningful feedback. You know, just to continue on that, right? I think the meaningful feedback, you know, whether you're giving or receiving, it becomes problematic with the delivery, Okay, it's always the delivery. And that's what I think we have to work on in conversations and communication. Is someone open and knowing how they're open to receiving feedback? Is it the right time to give feedback? And it's always the delivery. Some feedback can be tremendously great. I had a boss that was just critical of everything. (laughs) (laughs) that I did. All right. But when I erased all of the noise behind the delivery of the criticism and the feedback, and I actually channeled out everything and embraced what was being said and applied it, holy mackerel, it made a difference in my work, in my income. It made a huge impact in my life. Look, I earned enough to put a kid through college based upon the feedback that I didn't want to hear. (laughs) So um, it can be good, but I think it's the delivery. 
So meaningful feedback can come to you in a way that, oh my gosh, I cannot stand how this person is coming at me. But if you can get through the noise, all right, absorb it as maybe constructive criticism or feedback or take even the word criticism out of your mind, you're working with something. Yeah. It's so nice that you were able to remove that noise filter on the how that person was delivering the feedback. Sometimes it's very hard to do that. On the receiver side, it takes a lot of leadership maturity and experience to be able to say, you know what, this person was trying to tell me something thing, how they did it, not fantastic, but there was something here. What can I learn from it, right? Let me just take the content out and and let me actually just hear that. I can process that. I can internalize it. I can think about it. But, you know, I'm sure they were not, you know, waking up that morning and thinking of what's the most damaging way that I can deliver (laughs) this feedback. They they thought they were being helpful, right? And so stripping all those pieces and parts aside, how do I take something from it, you know? Great point. I'm wondering and curious, you know, sometimes I feel like I wish I could give out wishes. When we're thinking about people and giving out feedback, what's one wish you had for folks around giving better feedback in their lives? Another great question, of course, Sarah. There's a concept called adaptive action. And, you know, it's really a fancy way of saying, stay in the moment, all right? Don't try to bring in the past, okay, or anticipate the future because that's what's going to create a lot of anxiety. Stay in the moment. Focus on what is happening now. Pay attention to what you're observing. What do you know for sure? All right. What are you wondering about? So this is a way that you can really, you know, listen and be in tuned. So many folks get ahead of themselves. And I guess I got a little bit of training now because now I'm kind of forced to listen more. When someone is sharing something, how do you know they no longer have anything new to say? Well, they may start repeating themselves in a conversation (laughs) at the same points, all right? But at least give them a space. You give them space, okay? And it just changes the dynamic of communication when the other person feels a bit more valued if they have, you know, a voice and a say in that conversation. You summarize, you paraphrase, you know, you show the person that you've heard them. (laughs) And that simple gesture will take that conversation, I think, to another level where it will really be a value exchange. Absolutely. And I love that you're encouraging other folk to think about how do you show that you're here with someone, not just in the conversation, not just preparing to respond really quickly, you know, a little bit more of that combative listening versus active listening, but being in the moment, not the past, not the future, you know, here right now, how do I hear you? How do I make it meaningful? How do we make space for it? How do I reflect back to you? Those active listening techniques you're talking about really show that other person, I am 100% hearing you. And it takes effort to do. I know one of the elements I think of with active listening is prepare to listen as if you would prepare to speak Mm. and how different that would be. Like what that would look like if you actually took that same amount of time to really hear someone. Exactly. And then formulate a reply. So for our last question in our time together, Gorin, can I offer you some feedback? No, please, please. Show up on time next time, Gorin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're a very busy man. <laughs> 
one of the things that I've been so appreciative of in our time partnering, working together in the space of workforce development is when I see you leading a team, you have such a attitude, as you said, of gratitude, but also an expansive idea of what is possible. And I don't mean that in the way as you're blind to the challenges, you're blind to the barriers. You are aware (laughs) of the limitations, the capacity, the other things that are coming up. But I feel in you when you talk about opportunities, you talk about, you know, new programs, new initiatives, it's all from possibility, right? How can we? How could we? What do you need? (laughs) Right? I may not be able to give it, but what do you need? And really supporting from that perspective of how can we do this? not how can't we do this, right? Why is this hard? And I know a little bit of that is is kind of the ethos of of how you run your team and, and how you partner with others in this work. But I think that that openness of like, how would this work? What that possibility might be? Acknowledging, of course, the challenge. You know, we're not we're not blind to that and, and not not seeing that. But I've always kind of appreciated and, and I smile every time I think about, you know, when you're like, okay, four new programs <laughs> to run, you know, this excitement and enthusiasm around finding a way and managing to also get folks excited about it. I I think that's a trait I've always enjoyed when working with you, you know, thinking about how could this work? How might this work? And please, you know, share the feedback. Tell me what you need. I'll do my best to make it happen. And so I know I've been appreciative of that. I know your team a little bit too. I know they're appreciative of it, not to speak for them, but I hope that others who continue to partner with you and your group get to be able to see that as well. So I know I'm grateful for that in our relationship. I'm truly humbled, okay, by all of that feedback. (laughs) And I think, Sara, that there's always an opportunity in every conversation to learn, okay, but we have to listen, you know, and the listening is not just, you know, with our ears, sometimes it's with our eyes and listening to assess a situation, how someone's feeling or dealing with it. That one of the things that I want to leave you with is, and I get this concept from coaching, and I don't mean coaching adults, okay? I've had my biggest lessons in coaching when I was coaching fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, okay? All right? That are going through all of these changes, you know, emotionally and this and that. And I call them stretch goals. And as adults, sometimes we need to stretch Okay, and go into areas that are not as comfortable for us. These are stretch goals. Create some stretch goals and try things that, you know, are new. This area that you're talking about, I mean, feedback, this is relevant to your work, your family, all communication that takes place. So one of my stretch goals in my own professional development is questioning. All right. You know, really looking at inquiry differently. You know, how do I frame questions differently where someone's not, they're going to receive it and they're not going to be defensive. They're not going to think that someone's judging them, right? So when you're thinking about inquiry, for example, can you turn judgment into curiosity, right? Can you turn a disagreement into a state of exploration, you know, shared exploration? Can you turn, you know, defensiveness into self-reflection? Right. And can you turn assumptions into just regular questions? And these come from, you know, me challenging myself as a communications professional, because that's kind of my trade in workforce development. I have to communicate. I have to be able to listen. I have to put myself 
in the back seat in order to get the best out of someone, okay, that's being serviced or coached. How do you make that person that you're working with, and you know this, the best that they could possibly be? So you can't be in the forefront. You have to be in the background championing their needs, their journey, okay, <laughs> pushing their strength into a position where they can reach some state of desire change that's going to really make them happy and flourish. Absolutely. And and I love that you're kind of highlighting those opportunities for that transition, right? Moving this to this and making space for other folks, whether clients, whether peers or colleagues or other partners, you know, how do we change our perspective on that listening, on that feedback and make it something that's beneficial for both of us, right? Centering back to that partnerships we were talking about a little bit earlier. With that in mind, Gorin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And thanks to you for joining us in another episode of Can I Offer You Some Feedback? You can reach me at podcast at mod.network. We would love to hear from you on your thoughts on feedback or any other perspectives you'd like to hear from next. As always, give us a quick rating on your platform of choice and share this podcast with a friend. And I'm hoping that tomorrow you take a chance and offer some feedback when it's needed most. Can I Offer You Some Feedback is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, hosted by me, Sara Esmail-Bagey Bartlett. Our production team includes Nigel Galladay, Hannah Ray Leach, and Gray Longfellow. We'll see you next time. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.